listening to a podcast from Light FM. The Light Breakfast with Asha and Terry. Good morning. morning. And on today's State of the Nation, we are with former national heptathlete. In fact, she holds the national record, four-time SEA Games gold medalist and former sports commissioner from 2015 to 2019, Dato Zaitun Othman. So can you take us through your journey as an athlete? How did a little girl from Kapalabatas, Penang become the Iron Lady of Malaysian sports? Actually, I came from a very poor family Mm. and I didn't realize that my brothers and sisters were doing sports at that time, you know. So they never influenced me, but uh, I have these crazy, crazy things that I did. Uh, I like to be chased by a group of dogs. Okay. Okay. I I had that kind of thrill, the adrenaline flow, you know. Right. So when the dogs chase me, I I will uh, provoke them, I will, you know. Steal some uh, jambus, some uh, guava right. at my uh, neighbor's house. Uh-huh. Uh, that is the Chinese community. Right. <laughs> uh, to be chased by the dogs, and the friends will be uh, waiting f- about hundred meters away. Okay, right. yeah, because they don't want to be caught by the dogs. Right. Perfect, perfect distance, hundred meters. <laughs> so, uh, never once the dog caught me. You know. Wow. But I realized that you know the the motor development. Do whatever I did, you know, to jump over the the drain and yeah. uh, hurdle over the fence and all that. Actually, it developed some motor abilities in me. Right, right. Were well, you were doing parkour before parkour was even a thing? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's no, what that, parkour that's is. Uh, <laughs> even better than parkour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In fact, you are the national heptathlete. You hold the national record for yeah, it. Yeah, right? for 31 years. And literally. it's also interesting to note wow. that you're a person who went way beyond sports as uh. well. You put a lot of <laughs> emphasis on your um, education as well. You've always done that uh-huh. uh, alongside your sporting career. Yet, even today, it's rare to see athletes prepare for a career beyond uh-huh. the, the sporting life. How do you make that leap from athlete to administrator? Like, you, that progression. I... Emphasize a lot on education. I told you mm-hmm. because my coach, he was very uh, caring, you know. So he always stressed that don't forget your education. Mm-hmm. I I learned this a lot also from Tan Sri Jagatazan. Mm-hmm. to him, sports is just a play. Education is the priority. Wow. Okay. okay? That's why he he went on to become a doctor and he was doing his final medical uh, exam you know when he was running and breaking the the national record and won the Asian Games gold medal well, that's crazy like that yes. double stress so uh, to me I have to uh, emphasize on sport as, uh, and education as well mm-hmm. that's why when I became the administrator I was the director for uh, organizational development mm-hmm. taking care of all the sports associations in Malaysia and I was at the same time the uh, director for Athletes Affairs. Right. So I organized a lot of uh, clinics, uh, seminars, talks, you know, mm-hmm. emphasizing on sports or on education as well. Mm-hmm. Then I told the athletes not to be a full-time athlete, but you have to work and you have to study at the same time. It is better for the brain mm-hmm. and better for the your performance. Mm-hmm. And some just didn't bother they they wanted to just be become full-time athlete and think about their education later right. but it was not with me you were the sports commissioner for four years uh-huh. and just to clarify for everyone what exactly does the sports commissioner do okay and, and also on while explaining that also tell us about the challenges that you faced in this all role, right okay. in this position yeah well the sports commissioner 
is there to regulate sports bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we register sports and we can also refuse to register if they don't meet the criteria. Mm-hmm. You know what happened before 1997 there was no uh, standard procedures you know right. Uh, right. to be registered as mm-hmm. sports because the societies act Okay. Yeah, register of society. Every sports body is registered with the register of society. Oh, so they and it was like correct. No, okay. no, it was like uh, they have too much to handle. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many sports bodies. So they said, why don't we uh, formulate an act? You know, Sports Development Act 1997, mm-hmm. Act 563 to cater for. Uh, sorry, 576 to cater for. Uh, sports bodies okay. So that's how We come up with The Sports Development Act Alright My job was At M- uh, NSE Was to take care Of all the sports associations I was the, the, the head The director yeah. I call them For meetings and all that So I I Kind of Know the situations You know What they are facing The problems With associations You know Sometimes mm-hmm. They don't have office They don't mm. have funding mm. Right yeah. yeah Then It was timing That I was appointed as sports uh, commissioner because I deal with the association as well. Right. Yeah, a lot of challenges, mind you. Let's go to sort of then a couple of points on you know what you want Malaysians to know when it comes to let's say focus on the on on the actual athletes themselves, kids, and pursuing a career in sports in Malaysia. There's a vast career opportunities actually in sports. Mm. You know, sometimes parents don't realize this. Mm. Being a national athlete self or top world class athlete self, mm. you know, is a career mm. now. But there are so many options. You know, Nicole gave up his stud- her studies. David, Perhaps yeah. he she will pursue later. Mm-hmm. She's a brilliant student. Right. Yeah. She's All very is. gifted academically as well. Yeah. As well. But for her, maybe I she need a full time training and pursue her degree or whatever the studies later. We had other athletes as well, yeah. But there are so many uh, options in in sports, yeah, the career. Uh, so are you saying that parents should encourage their kids exact, to actually exactly. do it and not think that sports is a dead like. Could end up being a dead end career for many people. Correct. There are many, many opportunities. Correct. Hmm. And I think that's not what should happen. You know, in Malaysia, we neglected a lot of these uh, studies. Uh, a lot of athletes they just focus on sports and they forget about the career. I have this Olympian who wanted to be a police inspector mm-hmm. and waited until he was 28 years old. Mm. And he said, "Okay, now I'm ready." And I want to be a police inspector. Right. I said, no, you're too late. Oh. Because the, the cut-off point right. is 27 years old. Right. right. So we couldn't help him. Oh. No, I was there to help these athletes to get their, you know, uh, whatever careers they wanted. Right, right. But so you need to be able to know your exactly. options and when they expire as well. Correct. I didn't even know that the police academy uh, closed its doors to people above the age of 27. For that inspectorship. Right. Uh, so like you said, then it comes down to knowledge. Because exactly. you need to start planning even from the point when you begin so that you know what your options are at each point or each exactly. level of your career. Exactly. Before that door closes, you better Correct. know what yes. your options yes. are. Yeah. Would you then think that When it comes to supporting our athletes, mm. we know that those who reach a, a certain level, let's say, 
uh, the world stage, those who are internationally acclaimed um, athletes, they have more opportunities, obviously. Exactly. But there are also many athletes who are, let's say, in team sports who mm. may not achieve the same level of accomplishment that other athletes achieve, but uh, nevertheless, they are mm -mm. still athletes. Mm. Are there enough support? Is there enough support for these athletes to continue in their um, careers? Or should there, do we need more support for them? Perhaps they should do more. Yeah, uh, of course, not everybody can achieve uh, what Nicole achieved, what uh, Lee Chong Wei yeah. achieved, huh? yeah. especially in the team sports. Mm. They were world class as well. No Saifu Zaini, Minarwe Nawawi, you know. But, I mean, it's good that they have careers in their organizations. Huh? That's mm. No Saifu in TNB, TNB and all that. But to most of other athletes, that's mm. why the athletes must be responsible Mm. To take care of their own future and not just focus not on just focus sports. on sports, right? Because there are so many options. You can do both. That's why when I was the director for athletes affairs, we have this program we call a pre-university program. Mm. You can have minimal qualifications. Still, we put you into in the university. Mm. You can take your own sweet time. Mm. You can graduate in seven years, eight years, right. no problem. So we had some athletes, the Roslida, Samsu. Mm -hmm. So we have these opportunities, but the athletes must be responsible to take up these challenges. Are but they aware yeah, of these? They, they are aware, definitely. They, do they know they have these options? Yes, they know. Okay. Mm. But right. some are just they don't care. Complacent with being an athlete and not exactly, wanting to. Exactly, exactly. But I think also, I suppose at the same time, being able to be organized and sort of hold many eggs in one basket even mm. if you're doing focusing on this now and then that then you know mm -mm. Um, doesn't come naturally to a lot of people so do you think part exactly. of them not giving up on the academics or, or future planning is because perhaps maybe the opportunities are there but support is lacking to facilitate exactly, them yeah to that, that to a certain extent I agree right. yeah there should be more supporting system you know and Athletes should be aware that they have to be self-sufficient. They have to to prepare themselves. They have to be focused mm. uh, in doing whatever they, they do and never ne neglect their studies. I neglected my studies as well. But then I, I fell and I stood up again. You know, I said, in my, time. Yes. Like, yes so I said, no, I, I'm good in my studies, but I have been neglecting my studies. So when I went into the college, I really struggled and I wanted to be the... Uh, number one, number one. Yeah. so I, I I achieved that, and when I went to university, I achieved the Ooh. number one also. Right, yeah, the overall best student. So you can do it if you want to do it. What sets apart an amazing Malaysian athlete mm -hmm. from the rest? You know, we got the Lee Chong Ways, we got the Nicoles. We, we love these people, but like, you know, is it funding? Is it luck? Is it opportunity? Is it a, per, a particular sort of, I don't know, strategy? Like what makes them the star athletes right, that okay. they are? How, and what are and the components? Can, and yeah. how can we actually build more? Because obviously, yes. you know, <laughs> yes, we all okay. have to learn these skills, as we said, life skills. Okay, it's a mixture of each, I think, you know, your attitude. is like, one factor. Like, yeah, one factor. Like Chong Wei is so very hardworking athlete. Mm. You know, you cannot find another badminton player as hardworking as Chong Wei. Yeah? He just puts in That's the, the fitness time. Fitness is his asset, number one asset. Mm. Right. Like Nicole came from a sporting family, you know, gave her the full support from, from young. Mm. 
and she got that kind of support. But their qualities in them, the the champions always one thing they have that the hardworking them, mm. the focus in them, you know, the desire to win, the the resilient uh, part of their this thing. And they are those who have a very strong willpower. Look at Shailene, for example. Mm, you can be speaking. trailing, you know, mm. like two points. And she could have, what do you call, split. Uh, split. split yeah. She could deliver. Mm. At that, you know, it's so amazing to watch this. So they Under have all that pressure. Correct. Yeah. They have different qualities. So the, the desire to, to do well and all that, not Every athletes have that. Do you think give that up these up. qualities in some cases might be inherent? Yeah. Some, taught. if you don't have it, yeah. you know, you can learn yeah. from it. You can learn from psychology. You can learn from other successful people. Okay, I, I give one example. Tan Sri Jagatezen. He acquired the skill naturally before the final race for 1966 Asian Games. Mm. He... Use a visualization, oh, a a mental imagery okay. technique. He visualized mm. the final, you know, like thousands of times. Mm. He could hear the the sound of the gun, you know. He saw himself bolting out from the blocks, mm. and he keeping himself low and all that. But at the end of the the race, mm. he couldn't deny. It. He saw the image mm. that the other three runners, uh-huh. the Asian best, also was next to him. Oh. but. What he did, he lunged to the tip. He saw himself lunging to the tip. Right. And he do it over and over again. And the, the very same thing occurred the next day in the the real race. Oh, oh, and the reporter, you know, I, I read this in uh, Decade on Cinder, his, his book. Okay. You, you must read this. Okay, he acquired it naturally. Mm. No coach taught him that. Right. But now there's so many books. You can have it and Google it, you know. And you can learn and the coach must keep abreast with this. If there was one message you would like to give to young budding athletes or even those who are kind of, they have the passion, they have the will, they're putting in the hours, but there is that thing that kind of makes them unsure of how good they will ever be in this. Mentally. What happens next mentally? Because mm. you may it may not be at the forefront, but it sits there at the back of your mind and that can hamper your performance. What yes. would be your words of wisdom to them as having someone who's gone through this? I don't know. I went uh, through uh, a lot of trials, you know. Right. And to me, I learned from failures. And doing over and over again through failures actually is a learning process. Hmm. You become stronger. No, you said, you you just can't ha- uh, say, okay, I train and I have this mental training and I'll be champion. No. That makes so much sense, actually. It's the <coughs> willingness to keep trying different ways Exactly. To achieve what you want. Yeah. A lot of us, we go through a failure and then we think, oh, we're going to stop. Instead mm-hmm. of trying then to approach the problem differently. And if that fails, you try again in a different way. So exactly. you keep trying to find what fits you exactly. to find the way, th- that thing that will keep you both mentally um, astute and focused Mm-mm. on your goal. That will then support the physical side of things, which is what you're talking about, right, Asha? Yeah, that... that, that, that Yeah. Exactly that failure is just the outcome that you didn't want and so therefore you know that doesn't work or Mm-mm. those components together don't give you the outcome you want and so therefore as you're saying you just try again and shift something slightly differently and you Mm-mm. just keep 
focusing on the outcome you do want versus Mm-mm. but the physical effort that's put in needs to match yeah. that mental capacity exactly. as well because if you one or the other won't survive <laughs> either way right yeah. like you could be physically gifted but without the mental capacity so, mm-hmm. to support that physical fitness that you have then you you're equally as likely to fail if you if you don't put Correct. in the effort both I sides. have witnessed the um, foreign coaches yeah one from uh, Trinidad Tobago she was coaching our netball team she always tell the athletes okay go back to your room i want you to breathe in and breathe out uh, relax do relaxation and recall imagine what you did wrong just now and how to correct it for the shooters i want you to do thousand shoots at different angles wow okay then they do it they did it the next morning they will be the first one to to be at the court the players are still preparing themselves mm. the two shooters must come down and do the shooting for maybe thousand times mm. then they join because it's no point getting the ball at this end mm-hmm. and you never deliver the 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 ball the right. goal right so they are very important so it's like you must be like 99% Okay, right. this foreign coach really applied psychology, sports psychology in their training. Thank you so much for <laughs> being here with us today. Uh, it's been fascinating, and I, I'm we're both so in awe of you. Yeah, the drive that you have, the achievements that you've done. <laughs> it's been amazing having you here with us, and we appreciate you so much, uh, Datuk Zaitun Othman, for joining us uh, today. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.